He's knocking at the door to, to interrupt us talking about gaming. Yeah. We have Joyride, Rowan Dix is from The Meeting Tree. From The Meeting Tree, he's a produ- music producer, solo producer, one day, etc., etc. If you've seen an ad, he might have done the music for it. Yeah. He's, and we're also recording in his studio right now. Yes. So he has every right to be here. Welcome to the podcast. First time guest, Joyride. Long time listener. Um, but a long time innovator as well, which is why we've got you here. It's kind of you. Thank you. Nothing to do with personal relationships. <laughs> or proximity. No, nothing to do with any of that. Uh, we, because we wanted to do, and um, our premium subscribers will know that we threw on a question in our Discord. Because mm. we wanted to put on, for the end of the year, a bit of a down around Shark Tank. Because we know with a lot of geniuses listen to this podcast. Yeah. A lot of rolled gold geniuses. With big ideas and big dreams, yeah, mm. and we want to evaluate them, yeah, Perfect. and tear them down when necessary. So they, but and traditionally, a Shark Tank panel requires three people. Yes, being evaluated by two people is not, it's not on, yeah, yeah. it's no. not happening because you could have a fifty-fifty scenario, and it's like who's right, who's wrong. You'll never we, know. We got a tiebreaker. That's it. We brought a tiebreaker into the downround recording room, but oh. you had an idea. I did. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, you had a little Wait, idea for us. Refresh me. You did. It was about. Locking the mobile phone away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just get this back. <laughs> We're just setting the stage for the that kind was, of... That was an old kind of idea. I've had so many. What about another one I had? Holy moly, but full-size golf. <laughs> still still indoors? Indoors and aimed at children. With, with hazards deluxe and like unorthodox ones, right? So let's say first hole, as an example, it's a uh, you know, 370 meter par four. You know, mm-hmm. uh, sixth hardest hole on the course. Yep. One of those reasons is that 200 meters, there's a bunch of bees. There's bees. Deal with it. Friends. <laughs> um, just, just freely flying around the room. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, which you need to just be calm around bees. Yeah, yeah. Relax. That would be my technique, at least. Yeah, yeah. Just stay but calm. They're fine. Them? They're not going to attack me if they don't feel yeah. threatened. How do you play the bees, you know? Or, like, how do you play uh, behind the tee on this first hole? Uh, four single women in their Mm mid-twenties who were saying, I've never played, but I'm really keen to give it a go if someone could show me how. And then uh, if, if you probe even gently... Um, you know what? What would you say your main characteristics are? The first thing they say is discretion. <laughs> how do you play with that uh, going on? You know what? Are you going to par that hole? Find out. Holy moly, but full size. The other one. The other one was. You know, it's like we're we're so addicted to our phones these days. That's Say them all, yeah. All yeah that's very our audience true. Will, will we're be well aware. Preach. We're, we're hooked. What are you listening to this on right now? Vinyl. Nope. 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 You uh, you're listening on your laptop. Yeah, sat in front of your that laptop. That would be fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. How many people what about, what do you think Google listen Home? on the Google Home? I reckon you might have two percent Google Home. Which, in which case, hey Google, turn off all the lights. <laughs> hey Bixby. <laughs> nah, that's just, <laughs> that's just me. Um, but so a safe, yeah, right, a safe. So you can put your phone in it, and you lock it up. Yep. And you can't touch your phone for let's say six hours mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And this is for people who who, who want to cut down their phone use. Yeah. yeah. They're thinking I'm on this thing too much. Yeah. It sounds simple, right? Yep. But what's in it for the person who provides the safe? <laughs> you know, what's the point of just making a safe? For people, why is this so customer focused? Yeah, let's let's what is look the at point? what's in it for the big end of town. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. 
It's not, it's, it's not a charity, presumably. No, of course not. This isn't Smith Family Safes. <laughs> no. No. And so I'm suggesting that the down round safe, you put the phone in mm-hmm. and then uh, you place it in. There's, say, like a Qi charger in there, so it comes out fully loaded, ready to go. That's good, yep. But what you don't know as a consumer, but yep. what we know as down round safe makers, mm. is while that phone's in there, it is Data harvested. It's stealing all your data. <laughs> all yep. the data. Yep. Takes it all yep. and then sells. What What do you do with data these days? You can, you yeah, sell it to a bunch of different ad tech companies as well as like, no, like bundling it off to the dark web. You know? I, like, I like this. You get the safe for free. Yeah. Safe's free. Yeah. Free just, safe. You, and that's, you, you pitch it this way. Downround.ngo. You use your phone too much. It's, yeah. it's impinging on your life. It's ruining your marriage. Yeah, yeah. You're it's, always... It's, you're why, result, you'd why be on that you, damn phone. Yeah, your psych bills are through the roof. Why do you reckon? You know, it's well. That's you, another person we can sell their, their text messages to big psychology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got ADHD, do you? Try the safe. <laughs> Try the safe, and the safe's free. It's free. Nothing to be lost. You put your phone in there. It's sucking up all your data, bundling it, and selling it to data brokers. Yeah, yeah because it's going to go anyway. Yep. Do it under your terms. Well, at least get a safe for it. Get a safe for it. Like, do yeah, you want, it's a good idea. That's a want, yes from me. That's, Thank that's, you. Yes from me. That's a yes and, from and me. Your, and your reward is you get to sit on the, the downrange shark tank panel Perfect. to evaluate the rest of the Is that yeah, a yes for both? Yeah, it's a yes for both. That, <laughs> yeah, you got a yes for both. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's that's four yeses. Oh, huge. Which, again, this unprecedented. Is, for the listener, this is the caliber of individual we're dealing with, and this is why we wanted him to be on our shark tank panel. <laughs> You know, this is an innovator. I said that from the outset. This guy's an innovator. Yeah, fucking (laughs) no. Idea one. All right, we're getting into it. This is all from Downround Premium subscribers. They've all come come to us with wonderful ideas. We're going to start small. We're starting small with some ones that are relatively easy to evaluate. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, this is from Spoiled Meat. Um, he came up with two ideas, uh, one rapidly after the other. The first was just Uber, but for hard rubbish collection. I actually don't mind that. It's actually unbelievable that the government... This is what they took from us. And when I say this is what they took from us, you have to imagine one of the big bins. And the bins are small now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The bins are too small. They made the bins small. Yeah. Like in a world of delivery, they yeah. took they took the big bin from us and replaced it with a smaller bin, we're and we just rolled over. We're consuming more than ever, and our red bins are getting smaller and smaller as well. You're so right. Yeah, yeah. They, so want I, us, they want us to eat our rubbish. But I mean, I don't agree with privatization of this. I think that we need to tax a main street, and, and the government can provide Uber for you do whenever you want. Yeah, a nationalized. Uh, so yes, it's it's a yes from me into paying marginally more taxes in order for me to get a bigger bin at home, if that's what the the pitch was. It's a yes for me, but I think that the tax money should come from people that are selling things packaged in one use items, and that can include, uh, you know, all the things that you can't recycle but think you can, like dirty containers, mm. Legos, you know, and the pasta sauce people. Mm. Or um, how funny that is! Big farmers, they can pay. It is a big scam. How like 
people say like Woolies or whatever say like recyclable and then when you read the fine print it's like if you bring it back to a Woolworths we can put it in our own like unique recycling bin or whatever yeah. big scam big scam the, the funny thing is that this kind of already exists but it's Airtasker you can literally take a photo you can you can you can tell anyone to come collect anything from your house yeah right and they'll do it well I got a I got a I got a double garage roller door that is about to be on the side of the street, I reckon you. I reckon there's an air tasker that would make me crack at it. It's I reckon where heat, I reckon hey. where you live, it's going to cost like a grand. You can just leave it there. Twenty four hours, it'll go. You reckon? Find out. What for you a double roller door? It's it's huge. Just post yeah. in fucking. You need a semi trailer. Beep suburb name here ranting, or anyone want a double roller any, door? Anyone want a double roller door? These are the specs. And double. It'll go. <laughs> the specs are double. Yeah. <laughs> Times that by two. Anyone want, then, a ro- <laughs> anyone want a roller door? Well, this is not for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> fuck off. Keep scrolling. <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway, um, he did. He uh, spoiled me, backed off that idea almost immediately. Well, and, they, and, well that is poor. Poor fa- it's poor founding. Yeah. And then he replaced it with Uber, but for reserving tables at the Pitt Street Westfield food court. Oh, Never yeah. been. Got no, a, I have been. Got a salary man on our hands. <laughs> Pitt Street, though. What it are you is, doing it in is, Pitt Street, it is, pretty, man? it is it is bustling over there. But I've never I've never found the selection to be I think, worth the trip. I, I, well, I no. think Big Man's got to pack a lunch. Underneath Maya, we're talking, right? Above Maya, yeah. Above Maya. Oh, actually, it might be below Maya. It's yeah, below yeah. Maya, right? Yeah, because I was thinking of the, the the Westfield one upstairs. But maybe, maybe he does mean the below one. That one is quite busy. It is busy, but there's not a lot going on there as far as like. Uh, Delights. You can get sumo salad anywhere, mate. This is a no from me. <laughs> so that's a big no from me. Wow, I, the fact that you changed your mind shows very poor intuition. That's a founder. Has yeah. he even been listening? We can't back. We can't back you for the first one either, unfortunately. <laughs> nah, and no, I've just withdrawn all my. <laughs> We're out. Um, this one's a bit detailed. It's from Milku, uh, a restaurant called Thirst. The, okay. prem- the premise is that the best taking drink in the world is water when you're desperately thirsty. Okay. We've got an Adam Newman-style founder, so it's I guess it's not him, but maybe, maybe he's self-describing. Okay. Who insists the general dissatisfaction in the West stems from our excess and disconnection from our basic needs. Okay, okay, I'm on board. Two-hour seatings, no drinks allowed, extremely salty foods, and the AC is cranked as high as it goes mm-hmm. on heat. The dessert is a single glass of Icelandic waterfall H2O. That's it. So, I don't mind it, but two issues. Like one, definitely I can see a market for self-flagellation amongst, uh, you know, the opulent class. They love that. I've said this before. People like sailing because they get to touch ropes, you know, this kind of shit. So, I do like that aspect of it. I don't like two-hour seatings. I don't like You're too rushed? I don't like... Well, when you're booking a seating, does this not feel... When you're booking a seating and it's like especially you know this time of year maybe that's i'm in the mindset when i'm booking like 1 p.m i don't want to see 1 p.m till 3 30 because like yeah, i yeah. can't make that commitment that i want to be i'm going to be gone by 3 30 i mean we went out to lunch the other day we i think we moved tables twice during our seating for this very reason yeah the tables kept getting sorry this someone has actually booked yeah. this table and you're still here it's like well we were there for about six hours <laughs> yeah exactly but i <laughs> that should always be an option even at a restaurant that's trying to dehydrate me secondly I want more than a glass of water. I want it to be slightly salty water. You want salt water? Well, I've just lost all of my electrolytes. So I want it to be salt water, yes. I want to drink salt water. Water, water all around. And so you go to a restaurant called so Thirst for a two-hour sitting and you're drinking salt water. At the and, end. And it's really, it's let's say it's 40 degrees in there. And that's the only thing holding you back from a yes. 
Yeah, that's right. There's no salt in the water. Okay. All right. Well, we'll chat. Dixie? Um, I think that even if we choose to overlook the fact that what city is this going to be in? It, it, it's it's, it's got to be it's a city where people hate themselves. But, but like, I think it flies. No, that's, be, that's what I'm saying. It flies maybe in Brisbane. But in order for it to have but, scale, we like we're only going to invest in something that's got scale. It's going to be worldwide. Be, so it's going to be like Macca's. Yeah. It's going to be every well, yeah, maybe more like um, Din Tai Fung or, Nubu, yeah, because, or Nobu. Because I think Nobu. like restaurants at the best of times razor thin margins. That's true. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you saving money on the drinks list? No, drinks is kind of where you make your money in the restaurant game. Yeah. You know, you see the true. markups on wine and booze and stuff. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. No, you, you're so right. Yeah, you're you right. Know. It's a shit idea. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, mate. I'm sorry. But I do like this idea. You know, it reminds me of an interesting fact that maybe I saw posted from an interesting fact Twitter account. <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> interesting underscore it, facts. It could have been. That the majority of people found dead in the desert from dehydration have water left in their bottle because they were saving it. Mm. You know, I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah, for sure. right. And I think that if that, you know, because that that feels profound. You know, <laughs> it certainly does. Unsure, <laughs> unsure what. Yep, it's doing, but mm-hmm. it feels profound. <laughs> and hopefully, there's something that the um entrepreneur there who pitched that idea can take away from yeah that. but i think what i take from it is no matter what situation you're in skull you're probably a dumb cunt <laughs> it could be life-threatening but you're probably going to be a dumb cunt and i think that th- this is proof okay so no i guess <laughs> sorry mate we're not finding this one um this one's interesting i call it just in time product development so the premise is you show users ads for things that don't exist yet, like AI-generated ads or fake products based on what it thinks a given user will like. And then only when the user start clicking on the ads does the process kick in. AI-generated blueprints get sent off to an automated factory in China, 3D prints the stuff or whatever, ships it off. So you'd be browsing the web and see an ad for like a slow cooker that's made to look like one of those propeller hats. And you think, oh, I didn't know they made those. But they don't yet. But you click through on the ad and order it and a whole production line springs into action. Well, isn't, like, I will say, genius idea, but I feel like Sheehan is basically doing this with fashion already, right? Yeah, it, yeah, I think so. I mean... It, they, it, but this is, this is like the productization version of Sheehan. Yeah. Like in that, you know, they already show a, a really cool dress. But and, they will have made the dress. Just do we know you, that? I don't know, but allegedly they, they do like a production run of like a few hundred or whatever. Yeah. And then if enough people buy it, they go, okay, we've got to ramp like, up. Ramp it up. I like it as a concept uh, and especially with 3D printing. Remember 3D printing? Yeah. That kind of dropped off. Like I know that occasionally you'll get like a piece of crap that you bought off Timu for like three bucks that is 3D printed. The, the tabletop RPG guys are oh, really, they love really into it. They love yeah, the 3D I've, printing. I've heard. But yeah, I, lo- I love the idea of just like why even send the product? Why even make and send it? So the idea is that someone will buy it, will click and buy yeah. and you just never send it Yeah. To well, I, I think you could go a step further and, and like, yeah, fuck the product. But this could literally be a way to in, increase clicks on ads. How many ads do you click on where you don't end up buying things, right? But someone still gets paid from your click. Yeah, typically Google yeah. Yeah. or so, Facebook. So if you're Google or Facebook, why aren't you just making ads for the most splendid shit you've ever seen and just generating and just paying yourself? As like a tax dodge or something, right? Surely there's something in that. Yep. 
<laughs> you can yeah write it off as a cost yeah and it's just you know you you're effectively laundering through yourself i assume mm-hmm. yeah yeah google cayman islands is like putting up these ads and etc they're yeah. paying paying google island yeah and google island is writing it off as a tax expense and everyone wins yeah so we're gonna we're, we're giving no to your idea van ice but we're replacing it with a yes for a money laundering scheme that Facebook can do. (laughs) (laughs) Which realistically is going to make a lot more money. So I appreciate you for sort of sparking that genius, but because it actually kind of came from us, you don't get a cut. We own the IP. We own the IP. You don't get a cut. You hear it. Like this is our proof. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, The next one is actually thinking a lot larger. This is from Mountaineer Blue. Okay. We solve wealth inequality. By inventing New Game Plus, but for real life. So he's using video game terminology. Basically, once you go over a certain amount of wealth, let's say $100 million, okay. you're declared to have one life. Yeah. And you start again with nothing, but you have a star next to your name ah. on, all your official, on all your official documents. It uh, indicates you're a winner. And then everyone has to respect that. I actually... That you've, that you've won. And he, and he said, oh, wait, business pitch, because he forgot this is not like a... Just, just, and just a just life like, idea. Use your imagination to say something cool. And he, said, someone, <laughs> he said, and he said, someone will have to manage this and governments love outsourcing stuff. A consultancy firm. <laughs> to manage the new paradigm for Let's, life. But I actually quite, I quite like the idea. Because it, it solves the status problem. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, part of being rich, yeah, yeah, is because, you want to have status. Yeah, people make be ten res- billion dollars, but it's not enough because, like, Jeff Bezos has a bigger yacht. You want to be respected. You hit a hundred million dollars. Someone says to you, "All right, great." On your driver's license, you've got a star. Yeah, it says that you're you're a legend. Every time you're your a name, it's you like, won. Instead of doctor or whatever, you get a little asterisk. You get, you get, you get the asterisk. Says yeah. you're, yeah, you're yeah. a king. I reckon before OBE. It, and maybe, maybe I reckon before it. Before, because then it lifts you to the like top of the Like you've got you know like say you know Doctor Tony Adams or whatever, but then it's Star Raphael yeah, Dixon. It's star yeah. Raphael Dixon. Everyone's like, oh, he Star Doctor. He's Raphael Raphael he obviously Dixon. killed it. Star Doctor. And doctor of the Stars, Raphael Dixon. You would you would have to like cut it off such that like you can't stack them. Because that would you just can't put, stack stars. You wouldn't be able to because then that double just, star. Because that just puts you right back in the same position. No, no, you have to. You have to. Well, if that's you, fine. If you get there, you're not, again, you don't have the cash. So the cash is out there. The whole thing okay. is no, like okay, you're, you're not, not hoarding wealth anymore, right? Okay, you're right. You're right. Wait, yeah, the yeah. money's taken from you. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, reinvested. Yeah. You go back to zero. Yeah, that, but that, I assume you, that was what I assumed from that. It's like yeah. you are capped. Do you get fired? Do you get fired? That's a good question. I think you're starting from fresh. It's like It's like in a game. No clothes. Yeah, yeah, you're naked. Yeah, you're you're, you're all naked. of a sudden, and it's ceremonial. We'll put you, like, bring you yeah, maybe yeah. in front of the town hall steps or something in Sydney, and just like strip you of your clothes. Yeah, like assets strip you. It all goes back to the state. Yeah, but, but they see that star, and then maybe we'll project behind you your name, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> little star, star doctor Raphael yeah. Dixon. We could map a projection of your name on the cloud arch. Yeah. Yep. You know, Although, which is obviously part of the utopia yeah, we're building yeah, as well. Yeah, I understand. Okay, so that's the principle. And then the idea is that we build a business... That manages it for the, on behalf of the government. On behalf of the government. So we've got to first lobby, create a lobby group. There's a lot of... It's capitally intensive. It's very capital intensive. Although also, I'm not actually sure what the administration of this scheme would look like. No, probably... Well, do we... Well, I guess if you're taking the 100 million off the people, folks and then redistributing. redistributing it, you could probably take 10%. You're also setting oh, you up... Take a cut. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. now setting up an auction house, Star Auctions, where you're selling all assets. Mm. Star to state. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we're, re- we're realistically, we're talking about a coup here in order to like implement it. So the capital expense up front is very, very high. Unless you I get- do get the long-term payoff. I see that. It's a moonshot. 
but I like it. Coos, Coos. It's a yes from me. Coos are normally funded by foreign investment. Yes, that's true. So I mean, look, if 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 say the three of us go down to the Live Golf in Adelaide, <laughs> and we just pick the ears of the right people, <laughs> you know, and then soon enough, Mins. It, knock knock knock. Is this state? They're all. I think this is. Well, I reckon. Right. We, I, let's sad. start with state. Well, the yeah. idea, surely there's no federal the idea legislation. Is you, the idea is you away. make you make it work at a state level, and then you export. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. It's, a, it's a yes for me. And you, I'm going to give it a yes, yes as well. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of. Um, there's a five percent chance we can pull it off, but the money lot, is worth it, right? More than the rent, the rent seeking is extraordinary. But this is legacy as well, <laughs> which is more important. That's actually the thing with our shark tech. Yeah, yeah. You got to take into consideration. None legacy. of you guys realize that's this. a great idea, Mountaineer Blue. Excited to work with you on this one. Um, this one's from Andy Cam. All right. So it's swimply, yep. but for using someone's shitter when you're nowhere near any shops. So uh, celebrity chef Dan Hong mm. has in his Google Maps, you know how you can like have different lists of yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Um, the best shitters in Sydney. Uh-huh. So like it'll be like a Wilson car park level four up the yeah. top for some reason. It's always clean, you know, this kind of thing. I think that... Rather than gatekeeping it and, and putting a price on it mm. and doing like, you know. Open source it. Open source. It, you know, there should just be. Everyone's enough. shitter should be allowed to. is open. Everyone, your yeah. bathroom belongs to the state. Oh, you, yeah. You, you, just, you just made a public listing of all the good ones. No, yeah. just everyone's bathroom has to be open at all times. Yeah, right. We're okay. going private as well. Or, or, you know, like the design of a home, sometimes the kind of bathroom laundry has outdoor access. Yep. That door's got to always be unlocked. Always unlocked and in your back gate as well to yep. get there. Yep. Yeah, well, let's make it because like maybe maybe it's not the government just like makes it a new law that everyone's bathroom is open, much like, like in wartime or whatever. What about just like we make it socially, we just set a price, it's five bucks. Yeah, yeah. And, you, it's, and it's you, just, you just leave it there. But yeah, and you can like, and everyone just accepts like, People will come in and use my bathroom, yeah, and they'll leave five bucks. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, say sometimes you and maybe a tip. You see your mate's wallet on the table at the pub, and he's got like three five dollar notes, and just be like, oh, you bit crook, are you, mate? <laughs> you know, it's like there's like a a little passive sign there now about well being, your friend's mm. gut health and stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, privatizing it that's a no from me. Yeah. So no. Also, my big concern with it is that Swimply could just do this. Yeah, they're, they're already I mean they already are they already in a way, they, are. In a way <laughs> they got it for pissing yeah. <laughs> but we want to go the whole hog we want both yeah um, so it's it the moat is not big enough for me to say yes plus the fact that I think all toilets should be free you know let's let, let's throw that on top yeah. pissing and shitting is a human right <laughs> all right we got a few more um this one this is from our user, regular Superbarn shopper, who's also provi- provided us with two because we're so kind. But we will hear them both out. The first one is kind of it's an undercooked idea because okay. he because he has said um, so. He said it was an app called Egger E G G R, which pairs backyard chicken owners with people who want eggs near them. Okay. Um, yeah. But then he said, "What's the advantage compared to Facebook Marketplace? I don't know." <laughs> okay. Well, you would hope less loons. <laughs> But I mean, anyone that's like, I'm pretty keen to get involved in some kind of egg economy mm. on either side. I feel I feel like the, the cut can't be that high, right? You know, like, because how much would you pay for a, a, like an egg? Well, I've done this. So around the corner from me, Petersham um, Public School, 
they have marketplace on Wednesdays. Mm. Uh, I no longer live here, so I'm not doxing myself again. Got it. Yeah. Um, and we used to, I went there like the kids. It's it's actually great. I was like this school, and my daughter was going to go to that school, but then we moved. Um, and I was like fantastic entrepreneurial school. The year sixes do a, like a little um, mm. market store yep. every Wednesday because they got chickens there, they got veggies and shit. You know, in a west, they were selling a dozen eggs for twelve bucks, a dollar an egg. That was I, first time I bought it. I was like, <laughs> "You got me, you well, got it's, me." It, it's like this, you know, twelve bucks is a fair fair chunk of change for twelve eggs. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, there's a the tax on that, which is for like helping the local community. Yeah, like, exactly. in much the same way, you're not going to like the cupcake drive. At your local school because you want cupcakes at bargain basement prices. Well, okay. Support- well, what does a dozen supporting. eggs typically cost? I actually don't know. Like seven bucks something? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like six, seven dollars. Yeah, so this is a double. So if you if you went to the cupcake drive and they just were like ten bucks a cupcake, well, I don't know what a cupcake costs either. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I don't think a cupcake has sort of like a set price in the economy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very contextual. You know, are we talking about fresh baked ones, talking about the ones in like plastic containers from Woolies. Well, these were tiny eggs. Yeah. And point being, the point the the, <laughs> the point is, is that you can, ch- eggs are very cheap. You can just go to Woolies or your corner store or whatever and get them. And what is the benefit of fresh eggs? It's another scam. No, and the, you 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 set up your backyard eggs because you want to like live in the illusion that you're living like a pa- my aunt a has past- chickens, it's- a pastoral lifestyle in the suburbs, or you can't make money off it. The inner city. Um, no, and you don't do it because you want to give them to people from your little backyard. You got two or three chickens. I'm, I'm giving this a, a huge horrible idea. Down. I'm sorry, regular super barn shopper, but we're giving you a no. He did come up one which was not not funny. Dixie, but- sorry, we shouldn't speak on your behalf. Sorry, all right? What do you mean? <laughs> no, you, you said everything. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we've been at this for a while. Uh, <laughs> and the other one was an app that lets you take a photo of your. Uh, bookshelf slash record collection okay and then it catalogs it digitally for you using ai i think that's actually a good idea like take a photo of my wall and then it's just put take a photo of like your whole record although record collection is kind of hard because they're they're not i don't have they don't have like could have a good camera they don't have a spine that's like really easy legible bookshelf same same with record collection owners (laughs) got (laughs) them Just use MP3s, mate. Yeah. We've all been on this for a while. Grow up. Um, the bookshelves might work, but also th- he did follow up by saying this idea probably already exists. So he's, he's not backing well, his mean, own Chat ideas. Well, I mean, ChatGPT will, pro- will do that. Yeah, ChatGPT would probably do it. Yeah. yeah, like maybe not right now, but it will, like the next one. But I also feel like there, there would be ways to potentially use that application like nefariously, surely, mm-hmm. right? Like taking if- photos of pe- other people's books collection yeah well, say you and saying they're yours and you've read them <laughs> yeah for sure yeah you know, upload straight to goodreads yeah and re- generates review saying that you read it we could yeah. target trash, them with trash 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 awesome. <laughs> shit shit <laughs> you could target them with advertising based on their book collection it might be like better than all of their google searches but like say you're a house robber right yes yep and you're like all right, I have limited space in my backpack. This is a thought experiment. You're a house robber with limited space yep. in your backpack. <laughs> and you're confronted with uh, what is effectively a private library. Yep. What would be the most effective way to go through all the books and find what is the most expensive, valuable books, yeah, rare books. for you to take? You, you're looking for first editions. You're looking for hardcovers. That's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now so we're cooking. You get the scanner out. So this is a great robber tool. This is like the flipper zero for house burglars that focus on books. 
Yeah. <laughs> and normally someone would be taking the PS5, they might be taking the TV. But, but in this case, they're like, I'm looking for first editions. Yeah, yeah. a small Jan Sport backpack. Yeah. They yep. fucked themselves. Yeah. But it also means they can move through the night afterwards without raising suspicion. Yeah. So I like I like this. We've found a total addressable market. I mean which is robbers that have a really small backpack <laughs> and only work on books. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm in. In. I'm, I'm well, voting yes on that. It doesn't matter what I say then, so go on. Sorry, mate. Yeah, you, you've, Come you've on, been... say it. In. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been voted in. Uh, this is from Garth. Letterboxd, which is the movie review platform. You can mm. like log the movies you watch and review them. Um, Why do people do this? Mate, so can I tell you a quick please, story about please, Letterboxd? Please. So a good friend of mine, Gabriel Gasparinados, he directed the uh, Netflix original documentary One Four Against All Odds, mm-hmm. uh, for which I did the score. You yep. could have mentioned it at the top <laughs> when you did my intro. Sorry. sorry. Um, it's, it's what I'm spruiking at the moment. Okay. Yep. Uh, and so he has been followed by a lot of people on Letterboxd mm. lately. People want the young, hot director's takes on things mm. and all this kind of stuff. What's Gabe watching? Yeah, exactly. What's Gabe into? And so... Uh, I was looking at Gabe's letterbox and his numbers are great, whatever. Um, and he's left one review recently, which was on the Hunger Games, the original Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Two stars with too scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So letterbox is good. Anyway. <laughs> That's good gear. That's good. See, this one was letterboxed except for people watching. Your top fours. So you just like... Just people? Just people. Well, how do you book well, them Well, like in? types of cunt or, just like pe- or places. People people you see around. I went down to Watson's Bay and sat there and just looked at some cunts and that's a good place to do it. Or it's more the, it's about the person. So it's like letterbox for people. Okay, well, he's got reviews, photos, top four lists. How do you monetize? Well, it's a good question. I don't know how letterbox monetizes as well, to be ads. honest. Ad, no, I mean, surely they've got a premium subscription. Yeah. Actually, they do. They do, have, the, they do have yeah, a pro yeah. subscription. Um, people love movies. People do be loving and movies. people hate people. So sorry, no, I'm out. You're out. You don't want to make money on it. Nope, fair enough. <laughs> um, here's one: an app called SideQuest. This is from Patty. App called SideQuest, in which users complete daily quests, ranging from a day's effort to an hour, all locally for cash rewards, thus giving a sense of purpose to the bored, the unemployed, etc. Could be altruistic, where the questees help the elderly or some shit, or full dystopia, where the quests are absurdly dumb, useless acts with rampant product placement designed to go viral. Something mm. like throngs of questees consuming large quantities of Mr. Beast feastables <laughs> while standing in the reflection pool of the Washington Monument. We'll need a stimulant full board meeting to come up with more clever quests. Okay, not bad, but like, where's who is paying the people? It's not included in the pitch. Yeah, so it's, this is Airtasker. So this is real. This is <laughs> this is what Airtasker's original pitch deck. Okay, like. but this, you wouldn't use Airtasker. I mean, you, I guess you could. Why not? It's true. Why like, to do something like entertain? I get, but here's you would probably link it with like a Twitch type platform, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Because you need the quests captured, right? And, that's right. And so you the, want people watching oh, it's the entertainment quests. platform. It's hey, entertainment. we're now monetizing it. No, this, this, he says that this is entertainment. So the idea would be like. Although there was the altruistic one, but you could do that as like your philanthropy arm, I guess. The idea would like you would just have people put up like bounties yeah. for various tasks that need to get done. Yeah. And by which I mean like funny things. Yeah. Which are very visually arresting. People step in and they say they're going to do it. Yeah. See, this is the thing. You've just you're trying to productize Mr. Beast. Well, right? it it is what Twitch and everything does already. Look at society, man. 
Some of you need to take a deep breath and have a look at the society around you. What you've just described is how people debase themselves on social media. Except- Congratulations, you invented social media. All right, it's, it's I'm a, in. It's a no, folks. We're people out. People keep inventing social media. Yeah, just, yeah. This is from Centrally Planned Economy of Ideas. We've got a couple more. Give every Australian the joy of a beer on their balcony. Yep, I'm in. This is, it's an ultra lightweight but sturdy, unfoldable balcony. When folded up, it can fit through any decent-sized window and yeah. latch onto the bottom of the window. Okay. Then it unfolds into a balcony that can support four people and a small dog. Yeah. You simply climb out through your window and enjoy a beer in the sun. comes with an app that connects people who want to have a beer on their balcony together. Well, I don't it, need that. It's a fully-featured social media platform but focuses on organizing balcony beer meetups. No, don't It's got like 10 that. gig of storage per user. I do like that. And a, and a basic productivity suite and can facilitate payments, including international exchange and crypto. Okay. I love the last <laughs> well, one. No, no, look. It's, this no, is, this I, is... I, I like it. It's free. Again, a subscription, though. Otherwise, the balcony collapses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yep. But yes, I'm in. Look, no, this it, is... It, it's, it's like weight tiers. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you get 10 kilo free. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, get 10 kilo on the balcony. <laughs> And yeah. then you no, we're got to make it more like seventy-five kilos. Yeah, like free. what one person can <laughs> fit on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to get more people on, you got to pay. A, 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 yeah, I like that. This is, uh, spoken like a cunt that doesn't have a balcony, you know. Which uh, obviously innovation comes from people seeing holes in their own life that That's need right. to be filled. Yeah. Um, I do think the weight thing is a bit on the nose and could get you in trouble. <laughs> Why do you think that, mate? <laughs> You think 75 might be a bit... I think 75 is a bit harsh. <laughs> 120. Look, let's not get into guessing weights here. But yeah, I think 120 is a bit harsh, James. <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. You can do dynamic weights. Dynamic, yeah, 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 yeah. dynamic pricing. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. I think here. it should be like, you know, maybe you have to do like a DEXA scan and see what like your muscle mass weight is. That's right. Because yeah. like, like, what if you're turbo jacked? You know, you yeah, shouldn't be punished. That's like, you, should be, you should be penalized. You should be punished for, for being turbo jacked. That's and that's right. a hole in this. That's very, that's very true. Right? <laughs> we invented the weight, like pay, like subscription. <laughs> Of you guys always but, but, coming after no, the No, no, I love guys. it. I love it. I'm 100% in. Yeah, yeah I'm in. I like, now, I like balcony as a service. Like, it on, click it on. Clip it on. I, love, yeah. I, lo- I love the crypto payment aspect. <laughs> yeah, um, love tacking that on. I'm yeah, just, just absolutely. It's, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, all right, we've got the last two here. The first one, again, some of these people are pitching things that are not really business ideas as much as sort of like some sort of civic rejuvenation. <laughs> but um, uh, we have firefighters. We don't have water fighters because fl- flooding has plagued Australia for too long. Mm-hmm. It's time we build a new department for flood response where instead of hydrants filled with water, they're filled with a sort of gas Fire. mixture <laughs> that's so potent that it burns at a temperature high enough to evaporate water on contact. So a few blokes rock up at the beginning of a flood and start start blasting at this torrent of water and stopping it in its tracks. Well, I'm on record for wanting to flood the centre of Australia. So if we can do that but like, and then well, direct the, the water. You're also on record saying that you want to dredge Sydney Harbour and fill it with apartments. That's true. Another great <laughs> idea. And so I think if, if there's a way to capture the evaporated water and move it somewhere, kind of like a spider, you know, you don't want to kill it. You just want to take it outside. You, you, you capture it, move it into the middle of Australia. Yeah, yeah. But not just like go out there with a ton of buckets or the Elvis helicopter and just grab it all and dump it. So, so you, yeah, you want something a little you bit You want white. it in a gaseous form. Yeah, so at least get some fans. Yep. And just a blow net. It. Blow it all out. Well, you, blow it all. If you we can put it like a kind ev- of fan ring. Evaporate it into a net, <laughs> but keep it evaporated in there. It's a hot net. And then drag the net over. Yeah, again, 
big capital expense up front. I'm out. I don't have the cash anymore. I invested it all in all of these other ideas. Yeah, we're really running low on the giddy because we've said yes to a lot of things. Yeah. Which, which charitably, I don't think it much. I think we've got about a billion dollars left. We've got a billion dollars left, which means that a billion dollars has to go to this last idea. Um, with no complaint. This is from Steve Holt. SAS, but on premise. The clouds had it too good for too long. I like it. So SAS, if you don't understand, software as a service. Uh, instead of having a server, a computer running at your workplace, it's in the cloud. It's someone else's computer. Um, bring that someone else's computer to your... I like the it's idea of house. taking... If I could just like take Google's cloud product, for example, and just like bring it to my home. It's in your house. And no longer has any of the advantages of being in the cloud. Yeah. What if you moved house to the cloud? Like, it's a shit idea, but we've, we have to invest in it. Well, we have, we've got a billion dollars left. And all right, Steve... Congratulations. That, that was your entire pitch. It was it was a total of 10 words. So you you better come up with more, buddy, because you've got a billion dollars. 